Welcome to Ottawa Business Journal's webinar, How Ottawa Merchants Can Survive and Thrive Amid COVID-19. My name is Michael Kern from the Ottawa Business Journal. Thank you for joining us today. We really do appreciate it. We have a great broadcast lined up for you in the next 30 minutes on one of the hottest business topics that is uh, today, which is the evolution in a digital sense of many businesses. It goes without saying that these are uh, immensely challenging times for retailers, fashion boutiques, restaurants, bars, salons, uh, go on and on. Uh, these are tough times, particularly when they're being forced to close. Uh, the pandemic has forced a lot of these businesses to evolve their business models. And because of that, some are not only surviving, uh, but they're thriving. So today is really about a discussion with uh, one of our local experts on the evolution of these uh, business models. Um, I'd now like to welcome from Invest Ottawa, Paula Hopkins. Welcome to the show, Paula. Thank you for having me. So Paula, let's uh, lay down some groundwork just as we kick things off. Uh, we really do appreciate you being here today. Tell us a little bit about your job at Invest Ottawa. Yes, for sure. Um, so I'm lucky enough to be the senior manager of the entrepreneurship team at Invest Ottawa. And what my team focuses on is, is providing uh, services and programs for our Main Street businesses. And Main Street are, are defined as those traditional product and service-based businesses. So that's what my team team does on a regular basis. I'm sure it's a great team. And they're, mm -hmm. he they're here to help local businesses. That's really what we're here to talk about today. And we're going to spend most of our 30 minutes, Paula, talking about various strategies. But there's an underlying purpose here, uh, which is a program called Digital Main Street. Can you tell us a little bit about that, Paula, please? Yes, absolutely. So the Digital Main Street program is uh, funded by the government and it provides services to our Main Street businesses to help them digitize their business. So to help them go go digital. And so uh, the way we do that is we have uh, a couple of, of different things that businesses can take advantage of. Um, but one is their business advisory services. So when you enter the program, you get matched with a business advisor. I think we have at least 20 different business advisors that can really talk to you about what your what your challenges are, where you're at, and what you need. And then we have digital transformation teams. Uh, and these teams are made up of new grads and students. And these digital transformation teams have skill sets in the digital world. And so they actually create content for our business owners. It's a it's a it's a great program. I know a lot of people are using it and it's a way we you know, we appreciate that small business owners are overloaded at a time uh, like this. But this is like an, a new team they can bring on to help uh, tackle some of these challenges. At the end of the uh, broadcast, we're going to be letting you know how you can connect with both Paula and also get more information on digital Main Street. So let's take a, a look at our agenda for the next 25 minutes or, or so. Our first topic, which we'll get to in just a minute, is future proof your business. The second topic uh, will be transition to online sales. Our third topic is marketing and social media. And then we'll have a Q&A with uh, today's audience. And finally, we'll let you know how you can once again connect with Paula and the digital Main Street team. A uh, bit of housekeeping before we go to topic number one. Uh, we're joined in the background in our studio uh, by Peter Cavessi uh, from the Ottawa Business Journal. He will be watching the YouTube chat. So if you have a question for Paula, 
we want to get that question to her, you can do so through the chat. Peter will also be touching base with you, uh, with us after topic one and topic two to uh, report on some poll results and polling we did of today's audience. So let's get right down to business, Paula, and we're gonna go to topic number one, which is future-proof your business. Um, Paula, when I'm chatting with local business owners, um, there's a bit of a metaphor that some of them use, particularly if they're, you know, getting into more digital business models. And, and the concept or the metaphor is almost like pressing fast forward. So we've we've somehow uh, gone through time at a at a warp speed. And, uh, you know, we want to talk about this concept of what uh, future proofing your business is. So what does that what does that concept mean to you, Paula? Yeah, so future-proofing your business is really setting your business up uh, to handle changing times, uh, to be successful during changing times, and to be successful during crisis. Um, and as you mentioned, I, I'm sure there are a lot of businesses out there that were thinking about going digital. I mean, uh, my team specifically was even thinking about offering more webinars, but you know, we were busy doing what we were doing, and and we just uh, that was in the future. That was, and then we were forced to jump in. So a lot of these businesses maybe started their online store but didn't have a big uh, emphasis on it right at the moment. And then this happens and, and we just, we all, like you said, just fast forwarded to make, make things happen. Yeah, it, it was the same with us at Ottawa Business Journal, right? <laughs> we had thought for a lot of a lot of years, hey, we should be doing more online uh, webinars yeah. and that, but we never got to it. And bam, here we are today. So exactly. You know, if we go back to that kind of idea of a, a digital transformation, one of the examples that's been used, Paula, is, you know, the concept of a, of a restaurant not being able to have people uh, in-house. Of course, they are able to, but the idea of them selling meal kits instead of, you know, having in-restaurant uh, in diners. Tell us a little bit about those types of digital transformations. Yeah, it's amazing to see the businesses that have come through this program. I mean, it, when th these entrepreneurs are really creative, so um, whether restaurants are creating products uh, or selling products now, or retailers are selling online, putting online stores up, fitness facilities are now going and putting YouTube training up or training online. You know, you've got your spas, your hair bar, your barbers, your hairdressers, you know, those service-based businesses, businesses are now doing subscription boxes. And so what we're finding though, is the, that means a whole new business, right? That's starting a whole new business. And so we need businesses to think about it that way. And actually, instead of just jumping in really, you know, we don't have time to assess, but it's assessing as fast as we can by doing maybe a business model canvas, for example, but that's, uh, you know, who are your clients? Who's your target market? What's your value? proposition and so starting from with the basics in order to make this this you know addition to your to your business uh, successful and, and the last thing I think we wanted to touch on in topic number one Paula is this uh, is this idea that some people listening today might be saying whoa 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 slow down Paula like I don't <laughs> even have a website right so so touch a little bit on what shop here is yeah that is so true so it you know, if a lot of us are good at what we do, we might not be good on the web, right? So if you don't have a website or you don't have an online store, um, the Shop Here program has a team of students and new grads as well that will get you online really fast. So they'll be the ones to, to set up your website or to set up your, your e-commerce platform. 
And then once that's set up, then you can transition to uh, our future proof program under the digital Main Street uh, uh, program. That sounds like you got some good resources and a very kind of logical uh, flow through that system. Listen, we're, we're going to go to uh, bring Peter Cavesi. I was telling you a little bit about him here. Here's Peter on screen. And Peter, welcome, first of all. Thank you very much. Um, you had an opportunity to poll some of the, the uh, viewers today on a question. Uh, the first question was about how to uh, reach new customers. So tell us about the, the poll and the result, Peter. Well, at the risk of staying the obvious, COVID-19 uh, caused mass disruption to the traditional ways that many merchants and businesses uh, overall connected with their customers. Uh, what's uh, exciting, I guess, from uh, from our vantage point, though, is seeing all these new forms of experimentation about businesses and merchants trying new things of not only, you know, reconnecting with their existing customers, but also trying new things to uh, to reach new customers. So we asked uh, our, um, our, our, our registrants, what tools or strategies uh, have been most of, uh, effective for your business to reach new customers uh, amid the pandemic. And again, all sorts of things to experiment with, some of which uh, we've just uh, discussed. And um, the uh, the overwhelming uh, response from our audience was uh, overhauled uh, website. I found that particularly interesting because uh, I think every business owner would look at their website with a critical eye and say there's all sorts of uh, things that they would love to um, improve about their website. Uh, but, but Paul, I'd love to get your take on this. If a business owner is uh, thinking about their website, where would you recommend they really sort of focus their attention and, uh, and uh, really cast a critical eye on? Yeah. So I, I mean, we have teams that are experts in this and that's what our digital transformation teams are really great at and they will help with website refreshes. Um, but I would say the user experience, of course, the brand, the brand needs to be clear and, and really visible. Uh, but I would say, is it easy for the, for the user to maneuver through your website? You know, especially if we were adding those online shopping carts, uh, is, is the shopping experience easy, uh, on on the website so that whole user experience would be my suggestion that's uh, some spectacular takeaway advice. Uh, thank you very much, Paula. And uh, before I step back, just a quick reminder to uh, to our audience, please, uh, if you have any questions for uh, for Paula uh, or about uh, digital transformation of your business in general, drop them into the uh, the chat window uh, just below the uh, the, uh, the YouTube video. We'll uh, we have a few minutes um, set aside at the end uh, to um, for for audience questions. So, Mike, back over to you. Thanks, Peter. And uh, we'll be back to Peter uh, at the end of topic two. And, and let's move to topic two right now, which is transition to online sales. So uh, in, in topic number one, Paula, we really talked about how to future-proof your business. Now we're going to get a little bit into the weeds here. Um, some people might be thinking about, okay, so I'm, I'm following this. I need to evolve my business model, future-proof it. This likely means e-commerce. When you say e-commerce, then the big question is what platform to use. So what are some of the things that people uh, watching today, Paula, should consider when they're thinking about adopting a uh, e-commerce platform? Yeah. So the e-commerce platform, absolutely. We need to make sure that those platforms are, are uh, you know, suitable for, for your business. Again, that they fit your, your website, they fit all of those things. Um, but there's, there's many other platforms that when we're looking at this, that businesses should be, you know, considering uh, even beyond the, the e-commerce side. Um, and that's what we're seeing. A lot of businesses come to us and, and, and they do have the, sh the 
Shopify account. And so they're set up and then things look good. But but then we we need to look at, you know, do you need a booking system? So some of those those businesses that are with us today, um, maybe maybe you don't need an online store, but you need some form of a scheduling system or a booking system. Um, the other thing that we're seeing a lot is uh, is implementing customer relation management systems. Um, a lot of our businesses that come through and they've got, you know, thousands of followers on Instagram. They've got reviews that, you know, hundreds of reviews. And when you ask, they have no client data. And so during times like this, being able to stay connected with your clients, that's critical. So we're helping businesses understand and implement those those uh, customer relation management systems. So so that's those are those are just an example of some of the platforms that, uh, you know, businesses should be looking into depending on the business that you're in. Um, but related to those uh, those businesses too is like the fulfillment side. So we need to be thinking about, uh, as I said, it's a brand new business. So how are we going to, to work at getting all of our stuff to our clients, our product or our service? So, you know, if you've got an online store, how are you gonna manage that store? Right. Uh, what are you going to do with your products and keeping them up to date? How, what about shipping? Are you paying for it? Is it being drop shipped? Um, what about curbside pickup? Are you scheduling that? How is that working? All of those different things with the fulfillment side. Um, I mean, I mentioned the fitness facilities, too. Right. If you're if you are a fitness facility and you're doing webinars now or online training, are you consistent with that? Are you posting weekly? Are you posting monthly or whatever your cadence is? So those are, are critical. And yeah, then I think, yeah. I, I would just say it, it almost needs a fundamental rethink of the business, right? You, you, you often can't just like add something on digital. It's you need to think about it from A to Z, fulfillment Absolutely. being such a great point, right? You can't just sell something. You obviously need to fulfill it after it's sold. Absolutely. Uh, and tell us a little bit about visibility and branding, by the way. That's, you know, that's key too. And we're going to explore that a little bit in number three, but uh, let's dig into it now. Yeah, so visibility and branding that that again, um, really, we're seeing a lot of, you know, website refreshes, as we saw uh, earlier in the in the poll, um, logo refreshes, those types of things like having the visibility in a clear, uh, uh, clear, clean look for your business. Um, but what what I see more than anything is that a lot of our businesses don't even have uh, updated Google My Business. So if people are trying to find you and your clients are trying to find you, you know, just even Google My Business, uh, updating that is your first step, and then and then figuring out how to go go wider, and, uh, um, you know, later on. Yeah, I, I like that point, right? You you yeah. set up some of the basics, the business models have uh, been future proofed. You're starting to get online, but you got to realize that not everyone's going to react to that marketing inst instantaneously, and they're going to go Google you. And if they don't find you right away, you know all of that has been for naught. Yeah. Um, Paula, we're going to bring Peter back onto the screen. We uh, once again, Peter's been asking questions uh, in advance to some of our viewers. So welcome back to you, Peter. Uh, so the second question I think had something to do with social media. What, tell us about that, Peter. Well, I have to admit that this is a, a common question that, uh, that I find myself both uh, both being on the receiving end and asking all the time, which is what social media platform is most effective? Um, so um, 
quite frankly. Some, it, uh, the answer I always give is, well, it depends. So I wanted to ask our audience uh, for, for their insights. So what social media platform is the most effective for driving sales uh, at your business? And the most popular answer that we got was it was Instagram. Uh, Paul, I'm really curious uh, for your take uh, on, on, on that. Does that, uh, does that surprise you at all? Uh, no, not not for the 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 um, the the people that we're targeting today. So um, I would assume we've probably got a lot of merchants and store owners uh, online today with us in restaurants and and probably like you said salons and 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 such. So Instagram makes sense for their for their business for sure. Great. But it depends. It goes back to what you said, Peter. It totally depends on the business. So that's, that's going to be a great segue to our, to our next topic. Uh, before I step away, just a quick reminder that uh, for everyone who is watching, please do uh, put your the questions that are coming to uh, to mind about anything uh, that we're talking about or any of the uh, the experiences that you're having uh, with your business in the uh, in the chat window up below. We'll be uh, uh, look, taking a closer look at, at those uh, in a few minutes. So Mike, back over to you. Thanks, Peter. And as Peter said, in about six minutes or so, we'll be going to our Q&A. So start asking those questions. Uh, the third and final topic that we're exploring today is marketing and social media. It's a natural progression, the way we planned this, Paula. <laughs> Again, you know, we're, we did the business uh, future-proofing. We started talking about e-commerce, but this is really about maybe what we could call discoverability online, right? So, you know, you, you've set up uh, the various e-commerce platforms and that, but you need kind of a way to attract people's attention on a constant way, and social media uh, is an excellent way of doing that. Uh, the complexity, though, Paula, is the number of social media platforms. So where should people uh, start thinking? Yeah, and and that is interesting. I mean, you saw the list that was there on the poll. There are so many to choose from. And and a common mistake would be for businesses to to look at what is what is popular out there. And you know, TikTok is rising and 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 getting more gaining more popularity. Um, but just going with the popular uh, popular uh, channel isn't the right answer, right? You really need to go back to what we talked about at the very beginning of this and take a look at who is your client and who is your target client and then figure out where are they spending their time? Are they spending their time on Instagram? Are they spending their time on Facebook or Twitter or, or YouTube? And once you know your client and you know where they are, that's the, that's the platform to target. Um, and I'd suggest to, you know, when you're just starting out in this whole social media world is, is choose one. Don't try to do them all. Don't try to spread yourself across all platforms. Uh, you know, pick one, maybe two, and then, and get your feet under you there and then start, start, uh, you know, with, with posting and figuring out that world. Um, the best thing to do is to have a plan because social media marketing can be a job in itself. Um, and so we can easily as business owners get way too caught up in, in our social media uh, posts. So, so really having a digital marketing plan will be critical for you um, and we help people like there there, there are lots of p plugins out there that can help you with that content management and the concept of organic versus paid so you know you've set up your social media i love the point too the focus probably on one platform and get it right before you move on um, 
should businesses be considering spending a little bit of money on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, what have you, that organic versus paid uh, debate, Paula, what do you think about that? Yeah, and and so of course there is definitely merit in the paid. Um, nowadays we're 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 really struggling our businesses, so paid is a challenge, and they, we wonder if we should. I think the overarching um, uh, challenge that we have, whether you're looking at organic or you're looking at the paid posts, is is looking at. Um, the the your clear messaging right mm -hmm. so getting those organic posts or paid posts really working for you because you could yeah. put a lot of money behind it and it might not go anywhere so things like understanding hashtags and what are the proper hashtags to use for you and your business uh taking a look at tagging right are you tagging the proper businesses are you tagging the proper people in order to help you help share your post um there's there's all those different things and clear calls to action is is important on your posts as well because there's nothing more frustrating than seeing something and not knowing where to go right yeah. um, and for to that point we have a lot of uh, store owners that have physical locations or restaurants that aren't actually putting their location in their posts so so let people know where you are that those are kind of the things that I would say according to the the organic and the paid so both can be very successful for you as long as you're kind of uh, setting setting that up proper. And then if you do have some money, you know, figuring out where if you're going to spend five dollars, where's the best, you know, where where is it best to put your money behind yeah. those paid posts? But that's that would be my my take on those. Yeah, because, you know, every platform has its idiosyncrasies, right? So you really need to kind of work through them and then probably start off with a little bit of experimentation around paid, um, like educated experimentation. Don't just waste your money. Do things intelligently. But uh, it is kind of about measuring and watching the organic reach versus uh, paid. Um, so listen, Paula, we're going to get some questions. Uh, as we've said uh, repeatedly, Peter's been watching our, our chat. So let's bring Peter back into uh, our conversation. And uh, Peter, um, maybe you can give us a sense of what people are curious about. Well, I guess I'm going to just uh, start off with um, with a question for, uh, for 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 Paula. Um, you know, you've uh, been um, so, so privileged to to meet so many of uh, Ottawa's uh, Ottawa's businesses. I'm wondering if there's uh, any particular stories you have about businesses that uh, have been um, you know had their back up against the wall because of of COVID, but really mm -hmm. sort of rose rose to the occasion and uh, and uh, tried some things and uh, implemented some some measures that uh, that might uh, provide a bit of a lesson for uh, mm. for for. Others other businesses that, that they can take away. Yeah. Oh, there's so many to choose from. Um, but uh, a couple that come to mind is we've had um, a fitness facility that actually did put their their uh, online tr their training online, and they've they've actually made more money with their online training than they have in their membership. Um, we've also had uh, businesses that. Um, have come to us and that we've you know helped them with the understanding hashtags giving them templates for posting online and doing things like that and they using our hashtags and our templates and the and the understanding where to put that that money behind those paid posts um they reported having more sales in one month than they did in their previous six months uh, of sales so we've had had experience like that we've even had entrepreneurs get get uh 
uh, creative and and really support each other. Where we've had you know coffee roasters um, and chocolatiers now you know combined together. Now they're actually doing a business together. So you know during times like this, there's you know collaborating, supporting each other. You know that is that is really really what we're seeing. So those are just a few few stories. Those, those are uh, really, really good, uh, good, good stories. Uh, one question that came in uh, is, is a really, really good one. Um, of course, throughout the pandemic, um, it hasn't been linear, right? We've had a lot of stops and starts of uh, lockdowns, reopenings, you know, partial capacity. So a lot of businesses, they still have their um, what I'll call traditional revenue streams available to them, albeit at a maybe slightly reduced um, reduced capacity. At the same time, we're talking about all these new opportunities of, uh, for instance, you know, you gave the, the great uh, analogy there of a, of a virtual event. What advice do you have for a business owner as far as balancing that traditional business uh, that where they had success and uh, and achieved success with these new opportunities in this new environment? How how does a business owner look at balancing those? Yeah, and that's the challenge. That's where we need to start to really assess our businesses and 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 essentially, as we've said, you've got now two businesses, right? You've got an online world and an online business and and a and a physical location. And when we go back to whatever the new normal is, we're going to need to figure out how to how to balance those and to recognize that potentially those two clients, those that are coming through, are different clients. So we are going to need to service them very differently so so again you know setting things up when you're digitizing your your business try to use those tools that that will do a lot of the work for you right so so that when we do get back to a little bit more of the norm that you will still have the time for your your physical location as well as your online presence so that's where we're you know talking to some experts around how to manage it and talking to some experts around those digital tools that will be the most effective for you so that you're not spending you know all your time in one over the other Another question I had surrounds around metrics and measurement. Um, of course, everything that we're we're talking about today, admittedly, it's a it's a journey, right? We're never going to be fully done our digital transformation. But for companies that have been sort of thrust, you know, uh, you know, in, into this situation, how can they measure where they're at on their on their their journey? Um, how do they know if they're uh, sort of at where they should be in the current uh, current environment? Yeah, and that is a, a that's a real tough question to to see, um, and, and that's where I would probably fall to my business experts on this that have a lot more experience in the in digitization. Um, so we have a number of different experts that really help you set up those metrics and set your set up your your business in the best way possible. So at that question, and and again, I probably would have to say it depends on the business and what you're measuring, what you need to be measuring, but I probably fall back to our experts uh, in the digitization world to really give a good, clear answer on that one. Understandably. And I know we're, we're coming a bit tight on time, but I'll just uh, pose maybe one last uh, one last question for you. Uh, again, you have the opportunity to talk to so many of our, um, of our, our local businesses, our, our Main Street merchants. If you sort of gaze into your crystal ball and look ahead <laughs> towards 2021, how do you see Ottawa's uh, Main Street sector, if I can call it that, emerging from the pandemic? Uh, yeah. How do you see uh, the business community evolving over the next uh, next 10 months or so? 
Yeah, and we actually have a webinar coming up on that specifically. So this is going to be interesting on the future. Um, but if you were to ask me and my own specific opinion, I don't think that that uh, in-store physical location there that's going to bounce back. I don't know if we'll bounce back fully, but people like being in restaurants. People like the the you know going into stores and touching and feeling and you know trying on the products there's there's just something about that personal interaction but i also believe that the online is not going away i think that that is just going to continue to be there and continue to grow so i think that um, a lot of our a lot of consumers have seen the benefits of online and they've also seen the the convenience of online so i think that that is not going away at all and in fact will grow um, but I don't see that our, our retail locations and our restaurants and our spas and all of that um, are, are I, I think they will bounce back that's my well, opinion yeah well no I, I it's <laughs> yeah. a valid opinion uh, and, and listen um, you know one of the underlying uh, themes that I picked up in when you were speaking there Paula is um, you know, sometimes in answers, we need to say it depends, right? And the reason for that is because uh, this isn't a black and white thing. There's a level of complexity and customization uh, on this. And and maybe as we wrap up, you know, there's the pitch, right? So if you're watching this um, and you probably have a lot of questions, you need to talk to the experts, right? So um, I'm sure. Why don't we uh, Why don't we provide people with a bit of information on how to connect with you and the team at Invest Ottawa slash uh, Digital Main Street Paula. Yes, absolutely. Um, so in order to connect with us, if you want more information on the program, you see our website there. So investottawa.ca uh, slash digital main street. But the best way to connect with our teams is through uh, our email. So dms at investottawa.ca. And if you are a, a BIA member as well, you can use the, the email dss at dms or dss at investottawa.ca. So DMS at investottawa.ca is, is your, your, your best approach. But if you're a BIA, just, just switch it to DSS. There you go. Uh, that's great, Paula. Well, thank you for spending so much time with us, Paula. I know what you're doing and what Invest Ottawa is doing specifically around Digital Main Street is helping lots of local businesses. Uh, so thanks uh, on behalf of all of today's viewers for joining us. And thank you, Peter, thank you. for thank Thanks, you for Luke. being here as well. Uh, I'll bid adieu to both of you. Um, listen, as we wrap up, uh, I wanted to let everyone know that March is going to be a really busy month for OBJ when it comes to webinars. In fact, I think we've got a weekly webinar lined up uh, for successive uh, weeks here. Uh, we'll be talking to employment lawyers, uh, Eamon Harrington, uh, next week about some important employment law matters. Uh, to a local uh, benefit investment firm, Meldrum Horn, the week after. Uh, so some great topics uh, lined up for local business owners. Uh, a reminder, if you want to stay uh, abreast of local business news, you should visit obj.ca website on a daily basis. 
Also, you can subscribe to OBJ Today. That's a daily email newsletter, Monday to Friday, that should come to you. We have lots of social media cha uh, channels for you. Uh, LinkedIn, Twitter, so on and so forth tend to be really popular. Um, so please connect with us. It's important that uh, we all kind of stick together and share information about what's happening in our local business committee. So thank you once again for attending today. Uh, please stay connected. Hope to see you real soon. Bye-bye.